Welcome to Thrive Podcast. Here, you'll find our weekly sermons, songs, and different other types of content. Subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. Yeah, go to um, Luke, Luke 18, 9 through 14, and um, we'll go ahead and uh, get started. Um, he told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I tithe, I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified, rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. I'm going to go ahead and pray. Uh, Holy Father, um, I need you to speak through me today. Um, everything everything that I say is, uh, God, I pray that it's not from me, Lord, and I pray that um, people's minds and hearts would be open to receive the truth. And uh, Father, um, lastly, I'll pray. Um, it's all about you. I really loved and am thankful that I was reminded of this song. Um, it's all about you today. Amen. Okay, so here we go. Always got to get a good setup. So, um, so right off the bat, we know. So Jesus, he's telling this parable to Hebrews who had two big problems. They trusted in themselves that they were righteous. Now, the word righteous simply means right before God. Blameless, put in another sense. Um, perfect before God. Alright? Um, so, I'm gonna ask everyone, I'm gonna ask a question. I'll probably, I don't know if I'll get any answers, uh, and that's okay, uh, but, um, Someone asked me this question, and it was really impactful for me as well. Um, if you were to die tonight and stand before a holy and perfect God, and this God said to you, hey, why, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say? So, you know, if you don't want to answer, you can just kind of answer in your in your head, uh, that's cool. Um, but, um, yeah. If we ask that same question to uh, the people Jesus is speaking to, their answer would be, well, God, I'm a Jew. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm your chosen, I'm in your chosen people. I, um, I keep the law of Moses and I do these extra laws. God, I go, why do you even have to ask? Um, and so, um, that's their first big problem. <laughs> uh, their other big problem 
is that they treat others with contempt. Um, this word contempt basically means um, treating others with no respect, um, treating others as no less than, um, treating others like trash, um, you know, put other terms. Um, so the people Jesus are talking to have no respect for people. Um, so we know the people now who Jesus is talking to, but what is a parable? A parable, simply, simply put, is a story that has that that is told to show a deeper truth. All right, so that's what a parable is. Just keep that keep that in mind. Um, so verse verse ten. Two men went up into the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. So right off the bat, we got we got what our parable is. What kind of parable is this? This kind of parable is a is a parable we're meant to look and see two different examples. Okay, two examples um, to compare and to see how one one example is different than the other. Um, so here we have two men as an example. So as we read, just be attentive, um, be alert to see uh, what Jesus wants us to notice. From from these two men, two men's example, um, and also uh, so these these two men went up to the temple to pray. Uh, the temple is a place for uh, where for hundreds of years Hebrews have went to worship God to pray to God. Um, it was a place centered on on God, the, the faith of the Jews. Um, and keep in mind also how beautiful this temple was. Um, the temple of Jesus' day um, was was decorated. It uh, was huge. It was giant. It was much bigger than IEC, the place we're in right now. Um, and it was made out of marble and, and gold. Um, so today's equivalent might be something like, uh, like an Orthodox church here. Um, that may be a good equivalent. But it would still it would still be small in the in the glory and in the majesty of the original temple. All right, so we'll go and just keep that in mind. Um, so one a Pharisee and the other tax collector. Here we got what our parable is about: a Pharisee and a tax collector. These are our two examples. So who was a Pharisee? A Pharisee, but is is like a super Jew, like Superman, but he's a Jew, um, and so he kept all the laws of Moses and hundreds of extra laws that that were not in the Bible that were added later on after after Malachi was, um, and so yeah. So, yeah, um, these guys kept all these extra laws. A modern example could be a pastor or a priest. Um, and also keep in mind that today when we say the name, the word Pharisee, um, we're, uh, we're, when, we, when we call someone that, we're calling them a hypocrite. We're calling them some, a, like a judgmental person or someone who thinks they're better than everybody else, right? Um, and so a Pharisee, to the original people, though, um, 
this is this is not the case. He's a the Pharisee's a hero to these original hearers, um, and he's respected a lot of respect in the community of his people. Um, and so you, know, you don't disrespect a Pharisee, right? Um, so a tax collector, on the other hand, um, complete opposite view by the community. Uh, he's not a good guy to Jews. Um, tax collectors were seen as traitors to the Jews. Uh, these men collected taxes for the Romans and often cheated uh, others out of money by forcing people to give more, to give more money, right? And so let's say, let's say for example, the Falkland Islands or some, uh, some distant nation uh, invaded Ethiopia and won against the military and now has control of Addis Ababa. All right, um, this new government employs uh, Ethiopians to collect to collect taxes from other Ethiopians, right? And so all these taxes now go to the government in control, the oppressors. Uh, and let's also say that these Ethiopians um, live in big houses because they're not only paid by the government, but force Ethiopians to give more money than the government asks so that they get a little bit of extra pay. All right? So these are the guys that we're dealing with. Tax collector, not necessarily a good guy. All right? So um, I tell you, Jesus' audience at this point is of the parable. They're not thinking, okay, mean old Pharisee, judgmental, hypocrite. No. What they're thinking is, uh, this Pharisee, He's going to be the guy that we take the moral lesson from of what to do, how to be good, maybe how to obey the law more. And this tax collector is going to be just an example of what not to do, right? Uh, this tax collector might even like, you know, he might do something evil to the Pharisee or harm the Pharisees. So, um, all right, guys. So after we have a, the two very different kinds of people. Um, who went into the temple, let's see their actions. Um, the Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. Alright, so the Pharisee is standing by himself. Right away, we see the Pharisee standing by himself in prayer. This shows that he thinks of himself as higher than everybody else. He, the, the Pharisee thinks of himself as better than everybody else in the temple. Um, so that's what him standing by himself shows us. And the Pharisee thanks God that he is not like all these, all these sinners, all these lower people. And uh, the Pharisee acts and thinks that he's above everybody else. Uh, while he's praying, he notices the other man mentioned in the parable, the tax collector. And because the Pharisee does all the right things, he keeps the law of Moses, um, he's not like this Roman-loving traitor. So the Pharisee goes on with his uh, really great prayer into verse 12. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. Well, let's look at what the Pharisees' works mean to the Jewish audience before we consider um, 
how, how we view it. Uh, the Pharisees fasted twice a week. Fasting twice a week was by no means not simply just keeping the law of Moses. Fasting is required only one time out of the year in the, in, to the Jews, and that's, uh, that's the day of atonement. So if one were to fast twice a week, he would be, he would be fasting 108 more times than what is required of him in the law of Moses. Also, he gives tithes of all that he gets. Jews were required to tithe, but by no means was it for every, for everything that he got. So again, the Pharisees going above the book, right? Okay guys, so let's try to hear this parable and look at the Pharisee without, without what we know about the parable, about the rest of the story as well. Um, from verse 11 we know this guy is a moral, is a moral man by Jewish standards and even by our standards, if we're being honest. Uh, he doesn't force people out of their money which is extortion. He doesn't, he, he doesn't, he, he deals with people justly. Um, he doesn't cheat on his wife. Adultery, that's good. And, um, he doesn't, he, he's not a traitor to the community like a tax collector. And so it's safe to say that this guy's parents would be really proud of him, right? Um, alongside his good character, he does so much extra religious behavior, a whole lot of extra religious activity. Um, could this really be an example of, of what not to be? Like, you know, considering all these things, doesn't it seem kind of counterproductive uh, for Jesus to, for Jesus, the founder of our faith, to use such a man as a as an example of who not to be? Well, in any other religion, yes, it would be very counterproductive. <laughs> uh, However, the Pharisee's prayer shows one deadly problem with the Pharisee. He trusts in himself that he is righteous. We, we see in verse 11 that the Pharisee does not believe he is a sinner. He, he believes that, that as, as long as he is not like all the, all the bad people, he is right before God. He brings up all the extra things he does as well. To him, extra good deeds make him right before God. Alongside the Pharisee, standing by himself, his morality and his extra deeds, consider the most used, consider the most used word in the parable, or in, in, in the Pharisee's prayer at least. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed this. God, I thank you that I am not like other men. Extortioners are just adulterers, even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I get tithes of all that I get. The Pharisee says, I, five times in a two-sentence prayer. The Pharisee says, in other words, I am right before God because I worked for him. Let's also consider the Pharisee's pride. Um, I was just told during Thrive before this um, that Orthodox churches um, were built to make the worshipers, make people in there to feel to feel small, almost to be humble. Um, 
And so that would be definitely the case with the church um, or with the temple in Jerusalem, right? If you've ever seen a picture, you see gold, you see marble, you see a giant castle-looking building. Um, so, I, I, so imagine, imagine though, going to the most beautiful place, um, either in nature or in, in a city or architecture, and, you know, we all have those places. So just imagine you're there, alright? It could be the Vatican, it could be the Swiss Alps, it could be, you know, a place here like the mountains. I, I went to, out, out of Addis, and I saw the beautiful mountains. I love mountains, and it was, it was awesome. I loved it. Um, and, uh, so, you know, imagine yourself saying, in, in your most beautiful spot, with the mountains in front of you, or with amazing paintings in front of you, saying, man, I really look beautiful today. I really look nice. You know, maybe taking a selfie or something and posting it to Instagram, maybe the small little mountains in the background. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's like what the Pharisee is doing here. <laughs> the temple was a place of worship and to exalt God. But here the Pharisee is exalting himself. So, we've seen the Pharisee. Now let's look at the tax collector. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. But the tax collector is standing far off. So, unlike the Pharisee, who stands by himself as someone who's set apart from the other people, who's exalting himself, um, who's someone who sees himself as right before God because it works. The tax collector stands far off. What does this mean? You see, the tax collector knows that there is a great distance between himself and God. He knows that his sin has separated him from God. Now, it also says that the tax collector, he would not even lift up his eyes to heaven. When I was, when I was a child, there was a couple of times where I misbehaved at a friend's house. When, when my mother heard about what I did, she would, she would make me go back to my friend's house and uh, maybe apologize to my friend's mom. This was embarrassing above all things, and uh, I, I felt so much shame doing that. Uh, the thing I was afraid of the most was looking her in the eyes and seeing the disappointment and the anger. I was ashamed because I knew I disrespected and hurt my friend's mom. The tax collector, not lifting his eyes to heaven, shows he's ashamed of his sin. And sad that he offended God with his sinful life, right? But beat his breast, this action shows grief over sin as well. It's not something I don't think any culture today does um, to show grief. But, um, yeah. Uh, now listen to the prayer. And let's, let's compare and contrast. Let's see how it's different to the Pharisees. So, but the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but be his breast saying, 
God be merciful to you, a sinner. See, the tax collector had a big problem as well. Alongside the Pharisee. The tax collector is a sinner. <laughs> and unlike the Pharisee, the tax collector sees no way that he can be made right with God. In the tax collector's short prayer, he has in mind that God will by no means clear the guilty. He has in mind that his punishment for sin is, is God's own wrath and by means of eternal hell. See, the tax collector trusts also that God is merciful in his prayer. You wouldn't ask for mercy unless there is some sort of extreme punishment awaiting you. The tax collector simply prays for God to have mercy on a sinner like himself. See, in the tax collector's prayer, he he's relying on God to make him right. Unlike the people Christ is telling the parable to you, the tax collector trusts in God for his righteousness rather than himself. The final difference that we see between the Pharisee and the tax collector is God's view of each person. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than being The one who saw his sin and in faith prayed for God's undeserved mercy, was justified. This, this word justified, amazing word, it means the same, same thing as being made right with God as righteousness. Um, these, those who trusted in themselves, uh, and those who trusted in themselves that they were righteous, um, are not in fact right before God, and will receive judgment for their sins. The Pharisee, all his good deeds and morality is not justified compared to the tax collector who is justified. Now, remember, remember what a parable is, as we kind of talked about before. Uh, a parable is a story meant to show a deep truth. Here, at the end of the parable, Jesus tells us the deep truth. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. If you believe you can work your way to God, if you trust in your own ability for your righteousness, that compared to everybody else, God will count you, you right or just, uh, you will be humbled. You see, man's deeds are not able to cover their sin before God. If all you have is good, good works and morality, you will stand unjust before God. The, the phrase, God will accept me for who I am, is a self-exalting phrase that shows that you trust in yourself for your righteousness. But the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Tax collector's trust was not in himself to be righteous, but it was it was in God. Because he trusted in God, he was justified. Uh, I'll end with a reminder of the five eyes that was said by the Pharisee. He said, I, in showing God how he himself was righteous. Um, it kind of reminds me of 
when you get home, you have your report card, and you have all A's. You show your parents, you know, they pat you on the head, well done, Jamie, you know. Um, it's, it's kind of, kind of like, um, kind of like showing his righteousness, his good deeds for acceptance. But the tax collector, though, I is said by somebody else. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, said, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified. Not too long after, after telling this parable, Jesus would die a death on the cross. You see, Jesus' death on a cross was the answer to the tax collector's big problem, which was sin. When Jesus went to the cross, he took on the sin he took on the sin of people like the tax collector. Because of this, he took the wrath of God as well. Second Corinthians five twenty one says, "For our sin, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God." 